Hello, wrestling people and podcast people. Welcome to another edition of Quick Hits. I'm your host, Matt Federico. Uh, If you're new to the show, just a little background. It's a pro wrestling hybrid podcast. Now, what I mean by that is, uh, if you listen to it, it's mainly going to be wrestling stories. However, I am throwing in different news stories, different sports stories. Uh, So it has a little bit of everything for everyone. Uh, This podcast is under the Pro Wrestling Podcast umbrella. What I mean by that is me and my brother Nick, we do a regular Pro Wrestling Podcast every other week. You can check that out on Twitter at ProWPodcast. Again, that's at ProWPodcast. So I want to jump into things right away. Um, how about this news story? We got April the Giraffe. She's pregnant again. What's up with that? Uh, if you guys don't remember April the Giraffe, uh, last year you were living under a rock because that was huge, the beginning part of last year. Uh, she's a giraffe at the Animal Adventure Park in Harpersville, New York. Uh, she gained worldwide fame after a live video of her in the late stages of her pregnancy, along with the birth, were put on YouTube. Now, the birth was watched live by nearly 1.2 million viewers. Uh, of course, the baby draft she gave birth to was named Tajiri, born April 15th. Uh, so this is her fourth time being pregnant, I want to say. Um, from what it sounds like, she's in some kind of, I don't want to call it a zoo because they say adventure park. So she's in there with another giraffe named Oliver. Or Ali, as they call him. And he's the father, I suppose, to uh, Taj. as a, They call him Taj, short for Tajiri, whatever. Um, so right now she's just living there with Oliver, Taj. I'm not sure about her other offspring. I'm not sure if they're in the adventure park with them. Or if maybe they got shipped off to a zoo or what the situation is. My thoughts is it's a giraffe. I don't really see the big deal. But I guess if you're an animal lover, you know, you're going to like it. Uh, I actually uh, texted my fiance when I found out. I'm like, April the giraffe is April the giraffe is pregnant again. Of course, she texts back, yay. I'm like, no. There's too much attention going on. She needs her tubes tied. Yeah, she didn't like that one, but uh, I don't get into it. I know everyone else does. But uh, congratulations to April the Giraffe. It'll be interesting to see if 1.2 million people get involved with this birth like the last one. So uh, time will tell. Uh, let's go into the wrestling side of things for a little bit here. And this is where the whole pro wrestling hybrid kind of thing comes into play. Because I went from a regular news story 
into a course. One of the big news coming off of this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, uh, Stephanie McMahon announced there's going to be a women's evolution pay-per-view. It's going to be women only. It's going to be the first one in history. And it's a milestone. It really is. And like she said before, women used to go out there and put on two, maybe three-minute matches. Uh, They were called divas, not superstars, not wrestlers, but divas. So now they've kind of transitioned into, I don't want to say superstars. I usually say, like, women. So I, I guess they kind of transitioned into being divas to women. But it'll be an interesting show because she made a comment that it will feature women of now or, or for then, now, and forever, which is the tagline WWE uses at the top of every show. So it kind of makes you question who's going to show up. And they already had a all-women's Royal Rumble match earlier this year. And there were some surprises. I mean, some people you kind of figured they were going to be there. Like Trish Stratus, Lita. So I kind of expect the same thing out of this pay-per-view. We should see some legends like Trish and Lita. Uh, But you should also see some NXT, some Mae Young Classic competitors. There should be a whole variety of women that you normally wouldn't see watching Raw or SmackDown. So in a way, it kind of puts over female talent who not necessarily is going to be there every week. It kind of helps their careers out, uh, gets their name put out there. I mean, just because they're wrestling on this pay-per-view doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to tune into Raw or SmackDown and see them. Uh, But this could be a break for someone like that who could potentially get a deal with, say, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan. So it, it helps the women out a tremendous amount. Now the matches... We don't know how many matches there's going to be. I don't even think they've announced any matches yet. Uh, But there should be... You figure it's a a pay-per-view. Lately, these pay-per-views have been three hours. So, there should be a decent amount of matches. I expect there to be tag matches, singles matches... I'm not sure if they're going to have a whole lot of stipulation matches. Just because they're kind of more focused in on featuring all the women. But uh, they did say that the Raw and SmackDown women's titles will be defended along with the NXT title. And if that's the case, I kind of wonder what match will go on last. Because I'm figuring it to be one of those title matches. And to be honest, I don't see an NXT women's title being defended in the main event. I'm sorry, I don't see that happening. I see either the Raw or SmackDown title being defended in the main event. 
And it'll be interesting to see which one they have close out the show. Because this is my way of thinking. I think that whatever closes out the show should be the strongest match. So whether you have it being the Raw or SmackDown Women's title, uh, you're kind of betting on which feud is going to be able to make the biggest draw. What feud is good enough to go on last. So right now you got Carmella over on SmackDown. Uh, she's kind of in this feud with Asuka. And uh, over on Raw, you got the whole Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey situation. So um, you also got to figure... The plans moving into SummerSlam would have to kind of affect the matches we're going to see on this pay-per-view. Because SummerSlam is in August and this pay-per-view is in October. Which really, that gives them a lot of time to kind of promote this. and So moving forward, we should be seeing a lot of promotion on Raw and SmackDown about the Women's Evolution pay-per-view. I mean, people are already excited about it, whatever, you know. They got to get their buys, right? Uh, another thing I kind of wonder about this pay-per-view is the announce team. Because usually you have all the announcements from Raw and SmackDown during the pay-per-views. Uh, the Raw team does the Raw matches. SmackDown team, of course, does the SmackDown matches. But you're going to have all different women from like NXT and Mae Young Classic, Raw and SmackDown. I don't really see them bouncing back and forth between different announce teams. I think it makes more sense if you just have one announce team. The question is, who do you get to do the announcing? I won't be surprised to see Corey Graves. It seems like he announces everything nowadays. Uh, As for who else is going to announce with him? Who knows? I mean, you could even have like a... A female wrestler from the past do it. I mean, Lita has announcing experience. You could have her do it. But, uh... Now, that should be a good show. I look forward to seeing it. Uh, I gotta get into uh, some sad news, though. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm going from big, great news. Everyone's happy about it to kind of sad news, but... I have to at least touch on this. We'll probably go in more in-depth on this on the Pro Wrestling Podcast next week. Uh, but Grandmaster Sexay and Nikolai Volkov have both passed away, tragically, sadly. Um, Volkov, legend. Grandmaster Sexay, Brian Christopher, part of the... Too cool tag team with Scotty Too Hottie. Uh, he's also the son of Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. Uh, so condolences go out to the families. And like I said, we'll report more on this next week. Uh, this way we can kind of... Because this is brand new. It just happened today. The news coming out. So I'm figuring within the next week, more details should be made available. And... Uh, 
me and Nick, we can comment on it a little bit more. Uh, but always, it's always a tragic to see people pass away. Uh, let's keep things moving, though. I want to talk about SummerSlam for a little bit. Uh, now, in the last couple of weeks, they've announced the title main events for uh, SummerSlam. Uh, the first being uh, the Universal title. Uh, Brock Lesnar has to defend the belt according to Kurt Angle. Otherwise, he's going to be stripped of it. So, uh, with that being said, he had to find an opponent for Lesnar. So he set up these two triple threat matches. Uh, the winners would move on and face each other the following week on Raw. Well, it came down to Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. So, uh, there's a rematch from Extreme Rules. If you didn't watch Extreme Rules, uh, Roman Reigns lost to Bobby Lashley on that, on that match. So, moving into their number one contenders match, it's it was a little interesting because it's like, on one hand... Can Lashley do it again? Can he beat Roman Reigns for a second time uh, within two weeks? On the other hand, you had Roman Reigns. He's supposed to be the face of the company, kind of post-John Cena, as Cena kind of transitions into a movie star. But the only problem is Roman Reigns has fought Lesnar time after time after time again. Lesnar does seem to have Roman Reigns' number. Uh, with that being said, I was surprised at the outcome because I thought what would happen is it would be a screwy finish kind of thing to where maybe there wasn't a clear-cut winner and then Kurt Angle would announce that going into SummerSlam we would have Lesnar defending the belt against Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley in a triple threat match. Now, there's still time before WrestleMania, or uh, SummerSlam, rather. They could still adjust their plans and kind of move forward with the triple threat. But uh, as of right now, the main event, for at least for the Raw side of SummerSlam, it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. Uh, like I said, Brock Lesnar seems to have Roman Reigns' number. Uh, you can make a point that Roman Reigns technically should have won at the Greatest Royal Rumble event because his feet touched first on the outside, so technically he should have won. Uh, but for whatever reason, the referee declared Brock Lesnar the les the winner. So Roman Reigns has been saying he's the young crown champion. Um, this is why I have a problem with this match. He says he's on crown champion, but yet he lost cleanly to Bobby Lashley at Extreme Rules. But to, uh, to the other side, Roman Reigns did beat Lashley on Raw to become number one contender. So I can kind of see both cases to where Roman Reigns should face Lesnar and where he shouldn't face Lesnar. Personally, 
I would rather see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. It's a match that hasn't really been done. Uh, Both have that MMA background. Um, As far as my prediction for that match... Boy, I would love to see Brock Lesnar just retain the title. Then move on to the UFC, become UFC champion. And then be the first person in history to hold the UFC world title and the WWE Universal title. It would probably mean more if Lesnar was the WWE champion instead of Universal. But, I mean, Universal, that's basically a world title. So, um... Yeah, it's a newer title, I would say. It would be a way to bring that historic value to the belt, kind of raise it up a little bit. Um, other than that, I want to say, okay, I picked Lesnar with my with my heart. That's who I personally would like to see, but my brain says uh, Roman Reigns. I kind of see Roman Reigns beating Lesnar, getting the title off Lesnar so he can concentrate on the UFC. Also, I'm not too sure what type of deal Brock Lesnar has at this point with the WWE. Uh, There's been numerous reports going on about his current contract. Um, So uh, let's talk about the SmackDown side of SummerSlam, where uh, Paige... The general manager for SmackDown Live. I wanted to name a number one contender to AJ Styles. So she went about it differently than Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle had the number one contenders match. Paige didn't go that route and said she just wanted to name somebody number one contender. Uh, so she brings AJ Styles out. AJ Styles signs his part of the contract. Before Paige could announce his opponent, James Ellsworth comes down, kind of gets into it with Paige a little bit. Paige fires Ellsworth. And I'm using air quotes right now because I think it's just storyline. I haven't heard anything about Ellsworth leaving the company. But uh, she's walking with Ellsworth, who's being escorted out by security. Which I don't really understand why she would have to do that. I mean, security has it at that point. But anyway, she's in the backstage area. And AJ Styles is left alone in the ring, kind of watching on the on the Titantron. Well, then out of nowhere, Samoa Joe attacks AJ Styles. And then grabs a pen, signs the other half of the contract. Which kind of sets up the main event match for the SmackDown brand. At SummerSlam, you're going to see AJ Styles defending the belt, the WWE Championship, against Samoa Joe. I'm excited for this match. These two have history going back to TNA slash Impact Wrestling. And that's another thing I'm excited about. We have two TNA originals in the main event of SummerSlam for the WWE Championship. 
So to anyone who wants to disrespect Impact Wrestling, you got to give them credit. Look at all the people that are coming out of there. Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Eric Young. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, James Storm had a brief stint in NXT. So, I mean, Impact Wrestling is capable of putting out the stars. No question about that. Uh, it's going to be a good match. They, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles usually put on good matches. So whenever you see two people who usually put on good matches compete against each other, nine out of ten times, it's going to be a good match. Uh, my early prediction for this match... I'm going to go AJ Styles because I heard not too long ago on SmackDown that he's held that title for 200 and some odd days. Now, usually when they announce that, what they're trying to do is get him to hold the belt for at least a year. So I think AJ Styles will hold on to that belt for at least 365 days. Uh, that 365 one day, who knows, he could lose it. But I see him holding it on for for a little bit longer and uh, completing the cycle, becoming a champion all year long. I think the last person to hold the the WWE Championship for over a year I believe was CM Punk and of course WWE doesn't really have the greatest relationship with CM Punk so I can see them having AJ Styles win the belt and hold it for at least longer than what CM Punk's title reign was just to kind of stick it to him a little bit now whether that's right or wrong that's debatable because uh, AJ Styles, he's a hell of a champion. Uh, he's very talented in the ring. He has good mic skills. The crowd is always behind him. Definitely a favorite, whether you're talking the Raw brand or the SmackDown brand. So um, I got one more news story I want to talk about, and I'm going to wrap up the show. Um going to go into the NFL. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback, was seen on a date with porn star, I hope I'm saying this first name right, Kyra or Kira Mia. Kira Mia, I believe is how you say it. Um... Actually, I've never seen any of her work and never really heard of her. Uh, she's 41. Not bad looking, too. I mean, she's a brunette. Um, you know, if you're into boobs, pretty good. Uh, so I haven't seen any of her work. Can't tell you what her porn movies are like. Um, give me time. <laughs> um but anyways, people are making a big deal out of it uh, just because she's a porn star. 
I say it's 2018. Who cares? I don't even know why this is a news story. Uh, Kyle Shanahan did leave this comment. I've never in my life commented on a player's date in July, so I'm not going to start today. I don't think it really pertains or matters to us. And to his credit, he's right. I don't think it really matters. Like I said, it's 2018. Date whoever you want, and then you can be as miserable as everyone else. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's, I think what it is is people think it's going to be a distraction. And right now you're kind of going into a training camp. Uh, so this is when players need to be focused and ready to do what they got to do. But, I mean, it's no different than if he was to meet some random woman on the street and go on a date with her. Everyone's just making a big deal about it because of her occupation. And really, is that fair to her? I don't think it is. I mean, if she was a librarian, would it be a big deal? Probably not. If she was a secretary, probably not. Stripper, porn star, oh yeah, let's make a big deal out of it. I, I don't get it. But uh, the 49ers looking to turn things around this year. Uh, they made a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo halfway through the season. Uh, I don't know offhand how many games he started for them last season, but in the short amount of time he had, he did. He was making things happen, turning things around, and uh, it looks like the 49ers found their quarterback. Got to tell you, as a Cleveland Browns fan, I'm a little bittersweet about that. But uh, hoping my Browns can turn things around with uh, Kaiser being out of town and then them drafting uh, Baker Mayfield and got Tyrod Taylor to kind of teach him along the way. But, uh, this should be a good NFL season. I'm a football guy. It's my favorite sport. Uh, we've said numerous times on the Pro Wrestling Podcast that we're based in the suburbs of Cleveland. Uh, I currently live in Parma, which is like just minutes away from downtown Cleveland. So I'm a big Cleveland sports fan. Cavs, Indians, Browns. Uh, Actually, to be honest with you guys, I'm not much of a basketball fan, but when I do watch, of course, it's going to be the Cavs. Um... Like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo has been under the microscope with this whole porn star girlfriend. And to be honest, he was seen on one date with her. Just one. It's not really confirmed that they're boyfriend-girlfriend. I mean, it's just one date. Uh, she is 41. And... Um, you know, whatever happens with this, you know, hopefully it works out for Jimmy Garoppolo. If not, then from what I hear, he's a good-looking guy. I don't, I don't judge men. Um, you know what? On that note, I think uh, it's time to close out the program. I want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in. Uh, actually, big news. You can now, 
hear this show on Spotify. It seems like a lot of people have Spotify. So uh, just do a search for Quick Hits. Go down to the podcast. And there will be a picture of me holding up a replica WWE Championship belt. Uh, so go back, check out previous episodes. Hit us up on Twitter at ProWPodcast. Uh, that's the Twitter handle for the main show that me and Nick do every other week. Uh, next week, actually, we're talking and it looks like it'll be live from the Quick Hit Studio, which I'm currently in right now. Usually we do this in the in uh, Elyria, Ohio. But Nick is actually going to come to me this time. So it'll be our first show in Parma, Ohio in the Quick Hit Studio. Kind of excited for that one. I gotta, I'm looking around right now at the office I'm in. And uh, it needs a lot of work. So I'm going to be in here quite a bit this coming week. Kind of organizing and setting up. Uh, be sure to check out Nick's YouTube show. Uh, Pro Wrestling... Podcast TV, PWP TV, uh, some good stuff in there. It's basically Nick talking to a camera, which I find hilarious. But uh, yeah, check us out and uh, see you guys next week. So uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>